Hi, this is Shannon from SIS for Teachers. Thanks so much for joining us for our blog today. Our topic today is multiplying fractions. Fractions are a hot topic in most of our schools, especially at most of our M3 or M3 project schools because they're nearing our state tests that are coming up in the spring. Most fraction units are positioned in the school year so students can get as much exposure to fractions as possible. Developing a solid understanding of fractions is just as impor important as developing the foundational whole number sense. Students need a firm grasp on the concepts of fractions in general so they can be successful as they start exploring the various facets of fractions, such as equivalencies, comparing, adding and subtracting, multiplying and dividing, and so on. The big question for us as teachers is how do we go about teaching kids about fractions? We want them to get it quickly, but how do we do that with conceptual understanding of, instead of just teaching them how you and I learned with memorizing rules and tricks? I often wonder why teaching fractions is so daunting for so many teachers. I also find that many of the teachers that I work with are not comfortable with fractions as a student themselves. Their development of whole number sense wasn't strong, and they had gaps in their own understanding of operations, rounding, estimating, and other things with whole numbers. So then when you start talking about doing something with parts of a whole, it gets even more confusing. As education is tending to move towards the concept of the flip classroom where students watch clips on how to do something as a precursor to going into their math of the teacher station, I wanted to dedicate this month of March to visually answering the question of how do we go about teaching fractions? As we continue to build our library, our video library and YouTube channel, you'll have on-demand access to the videos to use in a variety of different ways. You could have students watch the video on their own prior to meeting in your guided math group. You could use the whole video if you wanted to kick off the lesson for a whole group lesson and take your students into a workshop and then take your students into the workshop model. So kind of thinking it like a lesson launch or you could make it a warm up just to get your kids brains going throughout the year. However you plan to use the videos, take advantage of the nature of technology in the digital media. Research from Horizonals on brain development shows that when kids learn with technology, they learn a lot faster. We definitely don't want to turn into wah, wah, Charlie Brown's, you know, walk, 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 you know, Brown Charn's teacher and have information were imparted going in one year out the other. With a video, students have the opportunity to really digest the content. Pause the video, go back to rewatch anytime that anything that doesn't make sense that they don't really get. This could take a level of engagement, I think, on the upside in your classroom, especially when we're using concrete pictorial abstract. It could be just engaging for more learners. Multiplying fractions. I always find myself introducing the concept of multiplication by asking a class what they know about multiplication within a whole number. I'll write the problem on the board five times six and ask the students, what does it mean? Typically, students say the obvious things like multiply or times or, of course, the answer is 30. So I eat, keep asking that same question, but what does it mean? As students start to engage and dig deeper, we hope they eventually arrive at the fact that five times six really means five groups of six. We also know that if we changed it into six times five, it would be six groups of five.
If your students are doing the multiplication journal and playing our speed game, this concept of groups of is drilled into their heads, even if they might take a little prompting to get them to say it. Next, we might go to a larger problem. If I wrote down something like 89 times 12 on the board, what does it mean? It means we have 89 groups of 12. So how many do we have all together? We want the kids to understand this pattern and phrasing with whole numbers because as we transition into multiplying fractions, it will make the transition smoother. So next, let's write down the problem with the fraction on the board, maybe four times one half. What does it mean now? All of a sudden, one of the numbers is a fraction. In this case, we could really say it means four groups of half or four halves. If I had one half, one half, one half, and one half, that would be two. So four groups of a half equals two. Using this progression of the inquiry-based activity really helps pique the interest of students to help them understand the concept behind multiplication. Usually, the, with fractions, we start with the procedure. Do this step, and then this step, and then this step, and then this step. Then we have the students do the procedure with us, and then they go to do a worksheet on their own, and then now they should, they should have memorized all the procedures. That isn't the real level of the engagement the 21st century student needs. They need to engage in conversation, grapple with questionings like, what does the symbol really mean? and ultimately not just get the answer, but be able to explain their thinking. From here, there are lots of different activities you could do with students to deepen their concrete understanding. They need lots of practice. If I'm in fourth grade, I might stop here though, starting to bring in manipulatives that can support the development of students' understanding. Fourth grade, if we started to introduce manipulatives in this video, I'm gonna show you how to use to my um, two of my fan favorite manipulatives, pattern blocks and area model papers. I like to start with pattern blocks because they're probably already familiar with pattern blocks from previous grades. If I wanna use fraction tiles to model this problem, I'd have to get two sets of tiles because I need a four of the halves. So the pattern blocks really come in a big bucket. We do this um, and we don't have this, you know, we don't have a challenge of trying to figure out how many more materials we need to buy or get from their classroom. Additionally, fraction tiles are also imprinted and that part is what they represent. So it's not really as flexible as using those pieces to represent another value as it might be with pattern blocks. Another benefit of using pattern blocks is when kids get to ready, ready to start talking about whole numbers divided by a fraction, kids are already familiar with the process of using these and actually can see how the manipulative can be used for multiplication and division of fractions together. It's a lot like a fact family with addition and subtraction and how we wanna teach the missing add-in, we see that addition and subtraction go hand in hand. Using the pattern blocks, I model how to tackle a whole number times a fraction. If we're using the correct language for this, for groups of halves or four halves, it makes a lot of sense. Let's use the hexagon as the whole. Then we're gonna use the red trapezoid as a half. A blue rhombus would be one third, and then we could just use the triangle simply as one sixth. To begin, we want to see four groups of half. So kids would pull over their half pieces, the trapezoid, until they had four trapezoids. Kids can then easily see with one hexagon as the reference that four groups of halves, 
for trapezoids is the same as two whole hexagons. For some more at-risk students, they may want to match the trapezoid on top of the hexagon to solidify the concept of the quantity. Kids can then play, play on different other examples to kind of explore their multiplication of fractions. We always want to start with concrete because it gives students what's called an imprint for them to refer back to later. That imprint can be used as you model on the document camera or my demo of my you know, YouTube videos. It could also be them remembering how they built it with a partner in class. Regardless of how you get it in, they now have the memory of what you're really talking about. So for our fourth graders, it starts with getting the language right to understand what really, we're really doing in fractions, groups of or groups, and then starting with the whole number and transitioning into the whole times the fraction. This will get them ready for fifth grade standards where they will need to multiply a fraction by a fraction. In fifth grade, again, it's important to build a strong foundation of conceptual understanding as much as possible so that kids have a plan and understand what they're doing. We want to avoid teaching procedures that have memorized concepts with things that students really don't understand. In this video, we're going to walk through how to conceptually walk through an example of multiplying a fraction by a fraction. Let's take one-third times one-half. What's that really asking us? By now, our students shouldn't be intimidated. They should feel confident by saying it's one-third of a half. We could definitely use the area model papers for these examples or pattern blocks or any other materials. Just make sure the manipulative that you're choosing matches the fractions examples that you're showing. So what is one third of half? I'm gonna start with half, the red trapezoid. Look at that piece. I now need to think about what I'm going to break it up into. Thirds, a group of one third. They can't think of the green triangle as one-sixth, though, because here we're not talking about a whole piece. We're looking at the parts of a whole. By looking at a trapezoid, students will see they could fit in three triangles on the trapezoid to break it up to break it up, um, that half up into three third pieces. Then looking at the one third in relationship to the whole, we can see that one third of one half represents one sixth, the green triangle. Throughout this process, I like to have the whole pattern block, the hexagon visible to students so they can go back and connect to what the whole is. As they break the trapezoid up into thirds, I want to give that final answer. It's in relationship to the whole, which makes the triangle now one-sixth again. After we model this process of finding one-third of a half, we can ask students to do it the same way, but find it with one-half of one-third. The students, you know, start to think about this maybe as the commutative property, sort of what they know from whole numbers. So when we know that you're probably still going to get the same answer of one-sixth, does the model necessarily look the same? Actually, no, it doesn't. Just like you had a whole a number and um, you know multiplication. If I did five times six and built an array, it would change the look of it if you did six times five with the community property, saying the answer, of course, would still be the same, but the picture would look different. If we want to know one half 
of one third, we still need to start now with the thinking about what it's asking by grabbing the blue rhombus, which is one third, because it wants to know what one half of it is. When I look at that, I can take the triangle and lay it on top of the rhombus to see that that, that actually represents one half of that one third. But when looking at the whole hexagon, the green triangle represents one sixth, which is the same as in the previous problem. Learn by doing. I don't think kids get enough time to explore different fractions with pattern blocks as, as we did in my videos. My encouragement would be for you as a teacher to think of as many fraction multiplications as you can. Not just simple ones using the unit fractions of one-third and one-sixth and so forth, but fractions that might prompt students to think differently as they're using the pattern blocks in a more versatile way. Could you designate two hexagons as the whole? If so, that changes the pieces so the trapezoid is now worth one-fourth, the rhombus is now worth one-sixth, and the triangles are now worth one-twelfth. What are some other ways you could use the pattern blocks to represent tiles? We hope you and your students enjoy our classroom videos to kind of show how to do multiplication of fractions. Next week, we're going to dive into the idea of division of fractions using similar tools that we hope that you can use in your classroom. Thanks so much for joining us.